Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, uh, which featured uh, this afternoon Charlie Baker. Yeah. Uh, um, because he was with the Cambridge fans. Oxford sorry, fans. Oh, Cambridge. I knew it was one of those university <laughs> towns. One of the Oxford fans watching the West Ham game last night. It was an eyewitness night. report. Very yeah. useful. We spoke to the guys at Whitehawk FC, who they entertained Jeremy Corbyn. We'll find out whether Jeremy could have been a pro footballer. Yeah, and what else? And you've forgotten the other thing, haven't you? Brilliant, isn't it? Let's look at the producer. You can tell us what was the third thing we said we're going to put in the podcast. (laughs) Matt Ford, he was on great form. (laughs) Stick around for Matt Ford. He tells a brilliant Brian Clough story. Very good form. So, um, and we had a chat. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And Seb Coe says they don't have to consider... And sorry, they have to consider the welfare of the athletes. Very, very important. Well, yeah. don't hold in the World Championships in Doha, then. <laughs> they, that might, uh, might, might be a better idea. As we'll discover later on, the actual stadium itself yeah. is going to be 40 degrees outside, but mm. it's twenty. It's, it's 25 degrees inside the stadium. It's air-conditioned. That's very ecological, isn't it? I'm sure Greta Thunberg will be there. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> she won't be at the opening ceremony, <laughs> old Greta. That's such but, a waste of money. But... Um, Outside, of course, it's a, it's a different problem, which is why the marathon mm. will be taking place uh, at midnight because uh, it is it's hot. Uh, uh, and we'll be chatting to Matt Lawton, who's out there for the times a little bit later on, just to get a a bit of a sense of that. I mm. imagine he's he's air te- he's in an Airtex vest. <laughs> I think he is. I would actually, say, yeah, yeah. And uh, Michael Gove has compared uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson to Pep Guardiola. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. I did yeah. see that, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I'd say more like Frank de Boer at Palace myself. But there you go. <laughs> no, a bit of political oh, satire. Political satire. Well, get there yourself you go. into trouble, Andy. Will you? <laughs> oh, who cares? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Going to last night's game. I well, mean, we are talking about Jeremy Corbyn's football prowess. Yes, exactly. or that, or maybe We're very even handed on this yeah, show. That's We're right. not political. Yeah, yeah. Matt Ford will be political. Oh, well, yeah, well, he's, he's, had, yeah, very, he's, very he's incredibly political. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, so watching, uh, well, I saw a little bit of the Chelsea, I saw the goals and everything. Mm. And of course, it's great, isn't it, to see these young players and all that. But the, <laughs> did you see Grimsby's goal? It was a good finish. Yeah. But, oh, my. Goodness, some Chelsea's defending. You're not going to rip the defence. You've won seven one. No, but you and can't. You're rip you can't give a goal apart. away from a goal kick. <laughs> and every what? Then Grimsby realised. Chris Wilder. No, no, they realised Grimsby that every time they had a goal kick, yeah. It, Everybody went up, and they and the keeper was able to reach the penalty area, and it was a problem. It was only it was two 0 at that point. I saw they equalised, so they they got one back. Yeah, uh, and could I easily been two. He could have been two two. Really? They, yeah, they had a couple of chances, and then they, they gave away a stupid penalty. It was ridiculous, and after that, Chelsea played well. Right. It was interesting to hear Frank Lampard give 
Hudson Adoy a bit of a serve, you know. That's like, I quite like that really because he is just so now he's under contract. Yeah. But no, he's, I mean, bloke, he had, I, had a point. I mean, he's a wonderful. I mean, he's a, was a bit tight. I mean, it was his first game for about six months, wasn't mm. it? The first game back he did, yeah, but he, did, he didn't do all, he didn't take orders. You know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do, and I think they were a bit angry about it. Second it, half, he nor was did Pulisic apparently. I mean, no. this is maybe a bit of a, an in, indication mm. of why Frank. Yeah. He's not starting him at the no, moment. No, no, this is it. You know, and the, <laughs> the thing is, mm. Hudson Adoy is a cut above Pulisic. I mean, he's definitely, yeah. you know, him and Reese James, I think, definitely the real deal. Um, Facebook. Uh, Facebook have spent £800 million on a company that produces wristbands that can tell you what you want to do before you do it. I'm wearing <laughs> one right now, actually. It's told me to delete my Facebook page. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Something that tells you what you want to do before you do it. Yeah, it reads your brain signals and sends a signal to your wrist and then you automatically do it. Yeah. I know, it's quite worrying, isn't it? That's definitely the sign of the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, we years ago I used to work for this music magazine and uh, we uh, we did this because it sounds a bit like an April Fool you know mm. so you think of something yeah, yeah. and we came up with this um, it was at the time when there was a kind of lots of sampling was taking mm. off in the world of music mm. and uh, there was this kind of they come up with this thing called I think it was called the Zlatna Panega which I think might mean fish restaurant <laughs> in Serbo Croat. Didn't he play for Sevilla? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and we said it was a keyboard and you put two uh, basically uh, two little kind of. Uh, little bits of what, what do you call electrodes. electrodes on your head mm. and thought of any sound and as soon as you thought of that sound you could play it through the well, keyboard that'd be good wouldn't it so we come out with this April 4 and the guys <laughs> on the magazine did this full review of the science behind made up some boffin who'd come up with it <laughs> and honestly people people went for it I know people completely I bought could see Alan it. at the keyboard playing manning yeah, manning <laughs> what I mean you know there's ways of uh, this was the very early days of sampling I think then as old yeah. Rick Wakeman would tell you there was tape spirit everywhere from Mellotrons <laughs> at that point. It does but, sound good. But some bloke got very mm. upset. Some guy in the uh, Far East who wanted to order some for his shop and when we told him he had no concept of the art of the April Fool, <laughs> oh he'd, 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 he'd sort of phoned us from uh, Taiwan. Really? He was very upset. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, but anyway, I, don't know, I bring He's that really up because it. It, it sounds anything, anybody who says you think of something and, you know. Then you do it. Yeah, it does sound a bit nonsense. much. But yeah, so there we go. And uh, Ali Ross, our old mate uh, from yeah. The Sun, excellent TV uh, columnist, he, uh, he's very excited about Billy Gilmore, this young player for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Scottish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's already sort of in the Scottish national team. So I said, yeah, he's really got prospects. He looks, to me, he's a little bit lightweight for full men's football at the moment, but mm. I think he's going to be a really good player and he's got lovely skills, and no question about it. I said, but the one I like really is Callum Hudson Adoy. I said, but sadly, he's not Scottish. Yeah. I said, although he might be related to Hudson from upstairs, downstairs, or whatever. Well, yeah. He said, well, Callum, that's a Scottish first name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, might, they might be trying. <laughs> Steve Clark may be on the phone. You never know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Now it's a bit of a, a staple, isn't it, around uh, party conferences that uh, you have to have some lighter. Uh, photo opportunities and, and over the years really the politician uh, having a kick politicians in suits playing football yeah that could be on it Netflix could, it could be yeah getting coffee <laughs> yeah. it could be not one of those <laughs> you could upset Jerry Seinfeld with that idea <laughs> but um, yeah we'd, so we'd say I mean there was the infamous one wasn't there the heading practice between Tony Blair and Kevin Keegan back yeah. in the day in the I remember show. David Mellor David Mellor you're trying to stick one in the, yeah, uh, in the great. top bin and all that but Jeremy Corbyn's turn yesterday and uh, the lucky recipients will Whitehawk FC down in Brighton. Andy Schofield uh, joins us now, uh, the vice chairman of the club. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Were you happy to accommodate uh, Jeremy Corbyn for a bit of a kickabout? Yeah, we were. We had an open trial uh, at the start of the season. He wasn't able to make that. And, um, <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, we're a bit shocked that the media found out because, uh, you know, it was a very hush-hush. It was and, one of those uh, behind closed doors against yeah, trialists, was, was it? Yeah. It was, absolutely, it was, yes. And, um, yeah, and, he, you know, we put him through his paces. Um, but, uh, and we're studying, well, we're studying the footage at the moment. We're having a good look at him, you know, because we have got a bit of a... We've had two relegations in two seasons. We were National League South and we dropped down to um, Bet Victor South East now. So, uh, you know, we, are, we have got a bit of a gap for somebody in the number 10 role in the whole... Uh, yeah, well, you know, you need... He could be like your Raquel, mate. You need, you need experienced players like that. I'm kind of an old head just <laughs> with, with the young lads around him is, to do his running for him. Yeah, that could work. quite right. We got, we, well, you've obviously done your research on us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we've got some very good young players. We have. We've got a good youth team coming through into the first team. They're probably the youngest manager... I think we had we had coverage earlier in the season. They're probably the youngest manager in the FA Cup this year. Oh, right. uh, so he's only 31, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so old head, yes, that's what we're looking for. That's good. So, how does something like this come about? There's presumably somebody from the Labour Party says, oh, look, we want to do a photo opportunity with... Uh, uh, no, there was another reason. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a work you do as a club, isn't it? Uh, with yeah. the food bank, yeah. Yeah, we we run the trial into the into yeah into, into the, the real reason, which mm. was the, the, what we do for families and the community. And that's what the club's, that's what the club's really known for. And this part of Brighton, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the Tony Blair heading incident. That was at the school just up the hill behind the, behind the, behind the ground. So, it's, yeah, it's East Brighton. Um, it's Whitehawk is a suburb of East Brighton. And uh, the, club, the club were involved in a, in a match during the Pride Festival this year, which get a, got a lot of national publicity. Uh, we had a, an LGBT 11 against a, a team of old Manchester United uh, has-beens, actually. I'd say that as a city fan. Um, <laughs> Paul Walsh was there, though. He's next blue, so we were pleased to see him, and he scored. So we, 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 we do a lot of those sorts of things, for, and, we did, and we collected a lot of... Um, we have regular co um, collections for the local Whitehawk Food Bank, and our Whitehawk Ultras are, are very activist as fans, and uh, we have a very strong uh, no sexism, no racism, no uh, violence, no homophobia, no swearing on the terraces, actually. Instead wow. of the referees are, are what's it, the referees are referee. I mean, the worst, actually, we had, we've had is the referees are Tory. <laughs> Isn't that, that must be hard to enforce? Yeah, I was yeah. about to say the same thing. I mean, in the in the heat at the moment, Andy, even you yeah. must put a, a couple of quid in the swear box. They're pretty. Yeah, they are pretty good. Those those ultras behind that goal. Mm. You know, we 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 um, we lost on Saturday. We had a we had a, a defeat on Saturday. A surprising defeat actually to a team we never heard of. The first time they ever come to the tears, Phoenix Sports, and their keeper. Instead of giving the keeper a lot of jit, the keeper ends up shaking hands with all our fans at the end of the game. I mean, and that would happen whether we won or lose. So the ultras are pretty special. So and they do create a, a, a special atmosphere. Yeah. Um, there are one or two slightly older supporters, yes, who do vent their feelings every now and again. And of course, you can drink at non-league football as well, so mm. that doesn't help either in terms of keeping the crowd calm. Yeah, and people will apologise if they use p poor language or whatever, but basically the, the fans behind the goal, yeah, they stick to it. Uh, look, finally, Jeremy mm, Skinner's nice. probably very much in the, the family. Good genes, because uh, uh, TalkSport listener Gary Bailey uh, tells us that he's met Ben Corbin, Jeremy's son. He works at the, yeah. he works at the Watford Academy, and he now he runs does, his own indeed. soccer school. He runs school his own North academy, London. yes, yeah. he does, he does. So, I mean, uh, um, he does, and Jeremy's, Jeremy's very well informed. I mean, he's mm. a gooner, um, wow. and actually... Our original, yes, uh, I know. Well, well, <laughs> sorry for him. And our, and our original kit was the original Arsenal kit. We found in the nineteen forty-five red shirts and white sleeves. We're playing all red now, but yeah. uh, but it's our seventy-fifth anniversary next year. We're hoping to resurrect that kit. So he's quite, you know, he was he was um, he was happy to talk about City's prospects, Liverpool's prospects, non-league. 
you know, he's, he's genuinely interested in this and, and he is well informed about football and, and uh, yeah, and his son and he's got the family connections as well. Excellent. Well, brilliant. Yeah, it sounds like a great club as well. Yeah, keep up the good work, Andy. All the best. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers. Andy Schofield there, the Vice Chairman of uh, Whitehawk <coughs> FC. Some great ideas. A bit like the uh, Corinthian casuals in yeah, a certain sense. Yeah, good things yeah, going nice. on, haven't they? The referees are referees. Not much of a song. <laughs> Is it? For behind the goal. <laughs> referees are referee. Mike. <laughs> It might catch it. It might catch on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Our next guest. I'm guessing it's all been a bit quiet for him recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's incredible. He is a, a comedian with a, a political background, um, and uh, yeah, Matt Ford rejoins us. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon. It's always a pleasure to see you both. Yeah, yeah it strikes me that the. Brexit, the nation despairs. Whatever way you voted, whatever you want to happen. Yeah. For you, it's actually been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Career-wise, it has, yeah. yeah. Emotionally, it's been quite tricky. Yeah. But it's provided me with a lot more material than the, than the coalition years did. So I'm, I'm sort of perversely grateful for it. In a way. Um, people, I mean, I think it's it's driving everybody mad, but people are completely compelled uh, by uh, oh, everything yeah. that's going on, which is good because you're doing some shows around it, aren't you? I know, <laughs> which is just really as well. well timed. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> cynically timed um, <laughs> London dates that have just gone on sale yeah. after the Supreme Court judgment. But yes, I mean, there is part of me that thinks, well, this is great because... For years, I was trying to convince people that politics was this fascinating arena that everyone should be excited by, and no one believed me. And now, too many people believe me, and I think they'd probably rather it wasn't as exciting as it is. Yeah. But if I'm going to make a career out of political comedy, then the periods like this are, you know, they're just endlessly fascinating, whether you agree with them or not. There was a little feature on the news last night. They went off to Exeter University and spoke to uh, people who, who just started their degrees. It was their first session on constitutional law. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I would think, what a time. What a time and a day to be, uh, to be having your first lesson on that uh, as a fresher. Bit oh. bizarre. I mean, it is also, and I'm sure uh, there'll be people listening to this up and down the country, it is also just, whatever side you're on, exhausting and oh, infuriating. Yeah. And it's not about really about whether you'll leave or remain, just, it's become a farce. The whole thing has become, mm. and whatever you're left, right, leave or remain, I think whatever is going on with our government and opposition now, both of them are below the standard that we should expect as a country. Yeah, yeah. And I just think that it doesn't look like there's any immediate return to a kind of grown-up approach to no, ruling the no, country. No, certainly not based on no, yesterday. Nobody no. seems to know which way this will fall, <clears throat> do they, really, eventually? No, and the, the, part of the problem is that they both enjoy chaos. Corbyn mm. and, and Johnson are both kind of chaos mongers yeah. who think it's best to create chaos and then that's your route to victory, whereas I think most people would rather not live in chaos. Yeah. I think that's a fairly, no, think fairly, fairly moderate thing to believe, that no, chaos is fairly, a bad idea. So the show is Brexit Pursued by a Bear. Yeah, it's a pun on a piece of apparently Shakespearean stage direction. Yeah. I mean, it was more that I was running out of Brexit puns and was just <laughs> typing into these um, internet search engines things that rhyme with Brexit. And uh, that I came up with that, but it makes it look like I'm some great literary. Oh, that's good. So I did very well for Edinburgh. So this is the Southbank Centre uh, Purcell Rooms on the sixth of October, and King's Place twelfth of October. Yeah, and that yeah, it says here during the suspension of Parliament. But obviously things move quickly these days. Don't <laughs> well, this they? is it. I, I mean, I'm constantly <clears throat> having to rewrite the thing. I yeah. should say as well, whatever side you're on. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not a kind of one-sided piece of political invective. It is a Mickey take of all sides: mm. left, right, leave, remain, Labour, Tory. 
Scottish independence or whatever. No wonder uh, it's popular. So every, well, that's it. Everyone gets it. So you can come to this show regardless of what side of the fence you're on. You, you do some fine political uh, impressions as, <laughs> as well, mate, don't you? Yeah, do, 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 do any feature in the show? Yeah, well, I, I, Boris is obviously, uh, I just want to say, he deserves an honour to, to be here amongst great and learned, uh, <laughs> honourable, the noble and learned, uh, the honourable member Jacob Zand, indeed, uh, Hawksby, who I, I would like to announce are my two latest recruits uh, to Downing Street. I, I think these two fine. I admit, we are, come on. That is that is horribly close. Sickeningly accurate. You are known for your Trump as well. Oh, yeah, and he's, going, he's in the news, Donald, isn't he? Of course, he's in he's in uh, trouble after that uh, phone conversation with the Ukrainian president. Well, it is an honour to be here, and it's and, and Five Live, which is my favourite radio station. <laughs> and I think you guys here at the BBC do great work. I think you're the, the and, and this is one of the best. Not only the best, by the way, but I think the the bigliest show that you can have. The problem is with them is that I spend so much time watching them. Yeah. That I can almost guess what they're going to say about stuff, and I end up doing them around the house. Mm. And tr I do my poor girlfriend's heading. <laughs> we had an argument the other night that I'd been leaving my towel on the bathroom floor. <laughs> that is not my towel on the bathroom floor. <laughs> You're fake news, by the way. You can sit down now. <laughs> it doesn't go down well. The, the, the Greta Thunberg look. I mean, I think people, people oh, will be able to master that for many years to come, but I'm not sure you can. Unless there is pure hatred in your heart, you can't really turn, <laughs> you can't turn that on like a tap, oh, can there you? Is. I don't know when I think of Derby County or yeah. uh, things like that. I Did can find that. The you can do that face, can you? I think I can what? summon it for for, for Richard Key. <laughs> oh dear! Like yeah. oh, um, now. I was going to say to you, uh, yeah, the, the world of politics and football collided uh, for you last night because you had mm. a chat with Ken Clark, who's oh, a fellow man. Forest man. So I, I do a podcast called The Political Party yeah. where I interview people from across the spectrum in a respectful way in front of an audience to try and... I mean, yeah, I can try and pretend that I set it up to, to uh, in noble means. I just really enjoy talking to people that I agree and disagree with. Mm. And, of course, Ken Clark's been the MP for Rushcliffe in Nottinghamshire since 1970. Yeah. So I indulged him a bit, uh, and myself rather, and, and asked him about Clough. And he had two great stories. Yeah, I remember Brian Clough was managing Nottingham Forest, and he would get his, yeah, when he was signing these players uh, from abroad, he wouldn't always have visas. He, uh, he would ring me up when I was Home Secretary. Uh, rather surreal, uh, trying to get visas for Nottingham Forest players. <laughs> this idea that Clough was doing that, can't and you? socialist. Yeah. Ringing up a Tory Home Secretary. Can you help yeah, me that's out? Very well. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, really? You cool might have got Maradona or someone if he'd said yes. Yeah. You never know. That well, imagine. Been... Yeah, yeah. A forest could have had state backing for a while. We were just talking about Cluffy off air, but I like that conversation. And we were very lucky to meet him and interview him. And you were a ball boy at Forest, weren't you? I was a ball boy. I was a mascot. And oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I've bored you with this story <laughs> before, but I, I met. I was a mascot for one of his last yeah. ever games, and had really bad eczema on my face. Right. And, and they introduced me to Clough. And uh, the first thing he said to me, he said, Bloody hell, son, you are an ugly bugger. <laughs> ten years old. I said, what? He goes, what have you been doing all afternoon? They're butting pizzas. I said, no, it's extra, oh, Mr. Curry. Only ten years old. Having to defend yourself. Yeah, times have changed, I think, is fair to I say. I was mad. And then he, goes, he took me into the physio's mm. office. Nigel Clough and Roy Keane are in there getting yeah. a rub down. Because we got anything for this young man's face, <laughs> it gives me this stuff called Betnovate, oh, which yeah. is steroid based. I put it on and it cleared it up like that. 
I go back to my GP. I'm only 10, so you just have to go to the doctor with my mum. Yeah. And he goes, oh, God, your eczema's gone. What, have you taken wheat out of your diet or dairy? I said, oh, no, I've got some Betnovate. He said, where on earth did you get that? They tested it on horses. Don't use it on your face. <laughs> it can cause skin cancer. Oh, no. I said, but a Brian Clough gave it me. And immediately he went, you met Brian Clough? And my mum was like, it doesn't matter whether you met Brian Clough. Is his face going to stay on his skull? Or is he going to get skin? What is going on? Oh, that's like, oh, what was Cloughy like? I said, well, I'd rather oh. know if the diagnosis is pleased. Imagine if Lamucci is, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's introduced to one of the mascots this weekend. <laughs> I don't oh, think yeah. that's going to happen. That's not going to happen again. Uh, well, good to see you, Matt. Thanks Always for a pleasure. Thank you both. And uh, yeah, go and see Matt in action. Um, and uh, you can go and see Brexit Pursued by Bear, as we said. A couple of shows in London, uh, October the 6th. Purcell Rooms on the South Bank and then uh, King's Place on the 12th of October as well. Matt Ford uh, with an E dot com. Um, well, you know, they, we don't want to go into the wrong place. No, Matt, right. Another comic called Matt Ford without an E might sell some tickets. <laughs> so Matt Probably Ford... sell more than me. Yeah. Uh, go and check it out. All the ticket details are there and more. Good to see you. Cheers, mate. Thank it's, you. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Well, they got Eddie Howe off the hook. It's their turn in the barrel. Of course, it's West Ham. Yes. Um, uh, giving Spurs clog uh, at the Kassam, of course, by singing You Lost to a Zoo, which is a very good song, as we said earlier on. So we applaud them for that. But then they lost to a university. And there to witness it um, is one of our own, Charlie Baker, of course. Uh, you'll know from uh, Glory Hunters and his fine show with Max Rushton on a Saturday. And he's in with me next week as, uh, as Andy's off. Um, only one day. Oh, yeah. For a week. Oh, no, no, just for one day. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, like, we could be heroes. Um, exactly. <laughs> have the week off if you like. No, 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 just no, relax. Don't write my week off. <laughs> uh, Charlie Baker. Hi, Charlie. I was, just, I was just clearing my diary for next yeah, week. Oh, right. Yeah, what time can you get in? That's right. <laughs> so, uh, we know you as a, as a Torquay fan, of course. Yes, of course, um, yes. So, what were you doing at Oxford? Oh, it's desperate, isn't it? It comes to us all, I think. If you try and be a good parent, you know, it comes to us all. You have to, when you're 
son or daughter says, I want to watch the football, when you've got a big choice to make, do you force them to watch the rubbish you've been watching your whole life? <laughs> or do you give them a choice to go to their local team? You know, and so we went, we've been going to Oxford United because my son wants to watch Oxford United because it's where he was born. So I like, I like the thought of it, you know, but we've been going and, and they are quite good this season. They, they've scored more goals than anyone in, the, in, in all four divisions. Um, so uh, they scored 10 in their last two games. So wow. they're, they're playing really, really well. They're playing a really good uh, brand of football. Uh, they've got Jamie Mackey up front causing all sorts of trouble. He's a horrible little player, but he's um, really, really good. He's Andy's old like, neighbour, Charlie. Yeah, he's a very nice Is man. He? Oh, that's yeah. nice, nice man, was he? Yeah, very nice man. He said, actually, he did say that. You've still got his mower. <laughs> so, no, what's but West Ham, the, yeah. West Ham mm-hmm. look, first half, they were fine. Absolutely yeah. fine. I mean, they're having some success down the left-hand side. Um, but then the second half, it's like they couldn't be bothered, to be honest. It was like they couldn't be bothered. And and as soon as Oxford got two ahead, they West Ham stopped playing. Snodgrass looked unfit. Wilshire looked all sorts of unfit. Yeah. Zabaleta looked massively off it. Their sub goalkeeper never made a- Adrian look so good in his life. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he nearly scored an own goal. The sub keeper looked mm. looked bad on every single shot coming wow. into the box. It, you know, sometimes you feel like they want to get out. Yeah. You just feel like that sometimes. They don't want to be... I don't know if it was the same with Spurs, Paul, but you look at it sometimes you think they they, they want to be out of this. Yeah, Sheffield yeah. I, don't know, I think Spurs Sheffield... tried to win. I'm not sure West Ham, by the sound of it, didn't do much of a job. What about Oxford, though? That must be great for them. Oh, it's great, it is great for them. They had, they had 10,500 there last night in a three-sided stand that that uh, holds 11,000, so it's, it's brilliant for them. Mm. Um and they've got some really good players at the moment. They're, I think they're going to give League One a good go. They're quite a big team, really. So when you take your son to watch his local team and they're playing exciting football and scoring loads of goals, suddenly, hopefully, it puts a passion in him for life. But I will say, for the first goal, he was off getting a burger and he missed it. So there's a life lesson to learn, isn't it? There's That's a life the lesson. He won't do that again, will he? That's how the kids mm-hmm. learn. So um, is this because his mates are Oxford fans at school and then they've got, so that's how they, he's got into it? No, not really. Not no. really. I've always I've always preached to him the joy of supporting your local team from right. where you were born, how it just adds something to it. Because he used to be Arsenal fan. So I'd take him to Arsenal and, you know, he was a sort of eight, nine, ten-year-old and I'd take him there now and again. Couldn't really afford it a lot. So we wouldn't go a lot. But now, um, I mean, it, what was it last night? It was 27 quid for us last night. So it's 20 quid adults, seven quid kids. Right. So we can go sort of go as many times as we like. We went to Coventry City the other week and it was three all. And the uh, one Coventry City player scored two own goals. Same player. Um, that's great what a great afternoon so you you see you see all that you see all that sort of level of stuff as well and there's some excitement built in bit of a cup run but it's just that passion of of it being your of it being your local team which you know I'm a huge Torquay United fan it's where I'm from I've not always lived in Torquay I've lived in Torquay the first 18 years of my life but just to support your local team it adds something it gives you that tribal feeling that that takes it above takes it above just merely liking football 
Yeah. I mean, at least they wear yellow from your point of view. There is a similarity in the kit, mm. isn't there, from... That, from that is the thing. I, yeah. I do sit there going, when they're, when they're singing Robinson's Yellow Army, mm. I do sneak in Gary Johnson's Yellow Army. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and, and I did look up Talking United's... Um, I looked up their record against West Ham last mm. night just to see if I could... And we have a 100% record against them. Oh. Having, having beaten them 1-0 in 1990 <clears throat> in the FA Cup. That's very impressive. John Bond, so he's a talky West Ham connection. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Oh, is he? Oh, that's, that's beautifully nice. that's done. Nice Kevin Bond's dad, isn't he, John Bond? Yeah, of course he is, yeah. yeah. Gone up there and deserved Very nice. It. Yeah. There we are. But, uh, yeah, so, but we had a we had a great evening and he loves mm. it. I just wish they'd put a, an end on the, on the ground, but that's all sorts of politics going on there. But, uh, but he, he loves it and he's into his... He, he much prefers it to go into Arsenal. And also, you know, he's, he's 12, was he 12? So... Soon he can go up there on his own, get him a season ticket, go with his mates, go on his own. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Great. The uh, finally, our producer, then your podcast uh, uh, co-host, John uh, John Cardigan, oh, yeah. was telling us yeah. yesterday that I mean, remind me, Maya, there's a song that Charlie has been singing around one of your players, isn't it, or the theme <laughs> tune to a TV <laughs> is show? It clean, is it, or something like that? What's it? it, it We've got a, a player called Manny Duku, who um, yeah. We've signed on loan. We're not on loan. We've signed him. He's he's come to us from a higher division. Yeah. With much with much fanfare, mm. and he cannot hit a barn door at the moment. Oh, unfortunately, dear. he will do a bit. I mean, I'm probably if he's listening now. Poor lad, really, you're a sports really, psychologist. Really, <laughs> it was Ben Whitfield, Charlie. <laughs> oh, oh, Ben Whitfield. And what do you oh, do oh, when Ben Whitfield scores? <laughs> I bet you're singing that alone, Terry, aren't you? Terry, oh my Terry own, and yeah. Ben. Not, not a lot. Not a lot of June. Yeah. You see my galoshes? Yeah. Um, no, um, <laughs> ah, the boss is coming over, Terry. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. No, yes, but Manny Duku, we've we've tried to get uh, oh Manny, you came and you played without scoring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get that going. But no, really? I ne- I've never you ever got a song going? I've never got no, one it, song going. No, but it's, I remember when we used hard, to watch Medvedev. We used to do it like Medvedev. Yeah, he used to like the yeah, the bloke who used to be Terry's oh, that's boss. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's I like nice. that, Andy. That's very funny. Yeah. You, one for the kids. <laughs> it's a, if you're trying to get a song get a song going for the first time and no one joins in, it must be a terrible moment. Everybody just oh. sort of looks at you. It must be oh, yeah. really difficult. How, how does it? How do people get it going? They all meet up now, don't they? Or get it going on YouTube? Yeah, they probably do. They do a bit of work. They do a bit of work. Right, uh, right. I'm going to sing Pesky Solido yeah. to the tune of D-I-S-C-O. So everybody know it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Two, three, four. But then I'll sort of hang them out to dry. You say, we're all definitely going to do it. You yeah. Yeah, One, yeah. two, three, and then they're on the road. Well, well, I've, on his own, yeah. I've told you many times, I'm sure, on this on, the, on your programme, you know, when they spell out the name of the team, yeah. I've been to the Torquay away end when someone was so drunk that they got it going and spelt Torquay wrong. <laughs> I've, done, <laughs> I've said it many times before. They got the Q and the U the wrong way around, which is very difficult, you know. Yeah, that does take some doing. Um, Charlie, exactly. you're, you're back yes. on Saturday with Matt. Yes, time. Saturday mornings, 9 till 11. <coughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a game, really good show. Game day warm-up. Oh, thanks, Andy. Thanks. It's the game day warm-up, and we do uh, favourite service stations alongside other things. We have, a, we have a pretty impossible commentary game as well at the moment, which no one has so far got right. So that's always good fun. Joke of the week out. I like as well. It's, it's, it's uh, no, I'm allowed to... <laughs> I'm allowed one joke an hour. Yeah, joke an hour. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, an you've hour. got Mr. Parry uh, in, uh, uh, in yes. Glory Hunters. 
Yes, Mike Parry. I don't like calling him Porky, and we discussed that on the show this week <clears> because I I, I, I don't know him well enough, and it right. feels like bully. It feels like bullying. Right. Okay. So I discussed with him whether he feels like it's bullying as well. Anyway, Mike Parry is on Glory Hunters this week, which is nine thirty till eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning, and it's a it's a quiz, a football quiz. Mm, yeah. And we're all having a we're all having a very nice time on it. So uh, excellent. Um, yeah, try and tune into that as well, and I'll see you Monday. I will, Charlie. Andy's off Monday, so uh, Charlie alongside me. All the best, Charlie. Thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Right, here's a question for you. Yeah. Who's the world-famous teenager whose name is on everyone's lips? World-famous teenager. World famous teenager. Climate, climate yeah. protest. Oh, yeah, Grass, I was with you. Didn't Full I? name. Thunberg. That's right. Not according to Shannon, who wrote to the star. Okay, yeah. Uh, silly teen Greta Gunberg. <laughs> Surely the subs should have checked that, shouldn't they? they? Oh, they never sub the letters. When I said if I leave it, if I get a mistake in one of my letters, they they don't tell pretty... them you keep writing letters, oh, it's Andy. Fine. Don't worry about it. It's your alter ego. It's my alter ego. It's not me. Yeah. Uh, what else? We should I got? salute uh, one of the great England cricketers, Marcus Truscothic, a fantastic player. Oh yes, amazing career. Yeah, a very nice piece with Michael Atherton in the Times yeah. this morning. Twenty-seven seasons, <clears throat> tremendous. What a great, great cricketer he's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, of course, we recall him uh, with uh, with great love here on Talksport. And Alan uh, did have a bit of a problem with his name, didn't yes, he, back in the day? He did, yeah. Good morning, seven thirty-two. Now, Kevin Pearson's looked set to miss out on England's touring squad to India this summer. And yesterday's former teammate, Marcus Truscothic, was asked where the KP should be in the squad. <laughs> Stung on the tongue by a bee there. Deepest depth. There's another it? one where he can't say it, though. I'm not sure that's the original... Do you think there was a worse one? There's a there? worse one where he's struggling with the name. I always remember getting a bit like that. <laughs> not good. He's sounded young there, Alan. Oh, he does say, even Alan said, I was listening this morning, he said, I heard a clip of me the other day, I sounded so young. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You were. The one where he sounds the youngest every Christmas is the, the guy that... Uh, oh, yeah. Hello, Alan, as a fellow Celt. <laughs> yeah, that's, he sounds about 12 there. He does, Alan, actually. Yeah. Talking of names, the four o'clock at, uh, where is it, Pontefract today, oh, yeah. is the <coughs> Simon Scrope. That was close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Simon Scrope Dolby Screwdriver Handicap. Oh, I can't work out if it's Simon Scrope and it's a Dolby Screwdriver or it's Simon Scrope Dolby Screwdriver. Is there a hyphen between <laughs> Scrope and Dolby? No, a hyphen between screw and driver, which is even more confusing. <laughs> is there really? Yeah. Wow, this, this is the Johnny Nash situation. More <laughs> questions than answers. And it's, maybe, uh... maybe Simon Scrope. We've got to be so careful how I say that. Uh, maybe he's, he's got to get in touch with us and let us know. Some of our conversations in the morning are mad when we speak to each other about what we're going to put on the show. And I said to you today, it's the UK National Giant Vegetable Championships this weekend. You went, no, I prefer to do a, a, a review rather than a preview. Yeah, I don't want a preview. <laughs> Ridiculous. I want, to know, I want to know what veg was on show and how big it was. I don't want to talk about what might turn up. I mean, what's the point of that? It's in Morven in Worcestershire. It's that same bloke who always wins it. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that fellow, we have him yeah. on every year. He's got a marrow the size of a double dip of bus, <laughs> hasn't he? You're going to say that. And a carrot. <laughs> it is like a cricket bat. Yeah, it's leeks, pumpkins, and onions, apparently. I'm sure mar marrows will be involved. Leaks. Pumpkins and onions. <laughs> then Malvern showed Worcester. But I found I was going through the birthdays to see if there were any birthday spreads, and I didn't find any. But one bloke I thought would be brilliant for, to uh, judge the UK National Giant Vegetable Championships is Professor Sir Keith O'Neans. Oh, oh that's good. Onions. <clears throat> Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, when people do that, O hyphen. N I O N S. It's, it's Nicky Banger, isn't it? It's all yeah, over again, Nicky Banger. Sir Keith Onions. Yeah, exactly. 
And anybody called, there's no one called Death. You know you're called Death. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Just live And with well it. done to the ECB for arranging the denouement to the brilliant uh, county championship season in the, <laughs> this period of the year with the worst weather. Yeah, what Tremendous. is it? Yeah. Um, Essex probably be um, confirmed today, won't it, with all the weather? That's rather it all Essex happened on the pitch the rather than sitting in the pavilion with, yeah. watching the rain come down. But there you go. I'm now being inundated with marketing from the 100 how are uh, you? Building up, oh, yeah. uh, building up to uh, uh, the the auction uh, in a few weeks' time. Oh, so, no, uh, I'm, I'm getting... quite excited about the auction. I, I just think watching that brilliant T twenty T twenty final the other day, I, you just think, what are you doing? You don't need this. This is such a brilliant tournament. But yeah. there you go. They're committed to. It's going to cost them a lot of money. Let's hope they're right. Hey. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And now the Royal Couple, they're on a holiday, or well, it's not really a holiday, it's an official trip to mm. South Africa, and they're taking the baby, and the baby's going down a storm, as babies often do, because yeah. they're so cute. But I love the way that the people talk about babies, the royal family's babies, as if they're slightly different from normal babies. Yeah. So this was reported today. Harry said, he's so busy, he's constantly wanting to stand. He's a baby, that's what they do. <laughs> and uh, uh, Megan appears to have a cute nickname for her son. She referred to Archie a number of times as Bubba, as she cooed over. Well, who doesn't do that when yeah. you've got a baby in front of you? It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Honestly, it's brilliant. Just a baby. Get used to it. There you go. <laughs> it's just, just a baby, but not when it's uh, your baby. Now, a story we didn't get mm. round to uh, doing the other day, which was fantastic, involves Sheila Pereira. Now, not a name you'd uh, obviously know. Oh, a football name, yeah. She uh, She likes to run. She likes going for a run now and again oh, with yeah. Sheila. Um, she lives in Worcester, <coughs> Massachusetts. So, oh, yeah. So when she saw that uh, there was a Worcester half marathon going on, mm. she thought, oh, terrific. I'll sign up, have a bit of a run, be yeah. on for tea. Mm. Trouble uh, is, uh, it was Worcester here, not Worcester there. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, she, she, so she had two options. Worcester in Worcestershire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so she could fly from uh, Massachusetts to Worcestershire and, and run 13.1 miles, mm. uh, or she could come up with something. And because it was an honest mistake, the organisers uh, of the event allowed her to do 13.1 miles on the same day as the UK race in Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> I think that's a very nice thing yeah. to do. So that's pretty impressive. Steve Cram yeah. saw the funny side. He was uh, one of the organisers, and uh, he said, we'd like her to come over maybe next year. So oh, that would be nice. Happen, yeah, yeah, nice, lovely, yeah. nice story, that was. Now, the Times uh, diary is always good. It always has a few little sports. It's a very good diary anyway, but it always has a few sporting stories in. And yeah. today, the, the, they've got a little piece about um, Dick Francis, the great jockey. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and author. Author, that's right, yeah. horse racing author. And uh, for all his success, it says Francis is probably best known for his coll the collapse of Devon Lock, owned by the Queen Mother in the 1956 oh, Grand yeah. National. And uh, the calamity was mocked at the time by Francis's son Felix, who recalls galloping around their living room on all fours, shouting, I'm Devon Lock, before suddenly thrusting out his limbs and falling to the ground <laughs> with a cry of, Down I go. Yeah, it's only your dad's living, yeah, Felix. Know, yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, but the Queen Mother, they go on to say, that's racing, sighed the Queen Mother at Devonlock's fall. She remained a lover of the turf. Felix added, I'm sure she's up there now reading The Sporting Afterlife. That's oh, clever. That's clever, isn't that's it? That's clever. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, good that's stuff. It, yeah. Didn't Felix then continue... One of his sons mm. continued writing the books, didn't he? Kind of, I think, really? picked I, up I'm the old mantle I, and, uh, and kept continue. writing in the style of the old man. I, I could have be not wrong. seen them. Okay, fair enough. As they say. Um, is it a sport, is the question we often ask ourselves, me and Andy, as we did this morning mm. when we looked at the World Cocktail Making Championships. As I said to you, it's in the mix. 
<laughs> of course, of course it is. Yeah. And uh, you said uh, you were talking about the semi-finals. You couldn't resist it, could you? Who's going to be there in the shake-up? You said oh, yeah, exactly. you were on fire this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, tremendous. Quite terrible on here. <laughs> Brilliant off it. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> terrible on I'm both only, on I'm and only off. Kidding. I'd say. So um, <laughs> last week we tried mm. to get in touch with uh, James Linnett because he is Britain's first winner of the World Gold Panning Championships. <laughs> yes. Is gold panning a sport? <laughs> well, I'd say it is. It's physical. You're up, you're up against other gold panners. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, okay, you could say that about anything, though, <laughs> couldn't you? you could, really, yeah. yeah. But um, How does it work? Surely it's slightly pointless. They've got to, I would imagine they've got to plant the gold because, you know, where would you go that you'd be guaranteed... Klondike. Klondike, is that, that was the in, home? No, it was in Finland. It was in this Finland. Was in is Finland, it Finland yeah. a big gold mining area? Well, I, I doubt if it's just lying around in the streets, otherwise we'd all be in Finland, wouldn't we, really? <laughs> probably would, yeah. Does he keep what he pans? He keeps what he pans. <laughs> they were all singing that to him last <laughs> night, yeah. I suppose no, there's no I don't prize know if Nermi took part in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, no, he's not finished. He's not finished. <laughs> of course he isn't. And uh, I do like names that are pro appropriate names. There's a word for this, isn't it, when, when something's name appropriate? Oh, yeah. But uh, there's a weather outlook forecaster called Brian Gaze. That's good, you know, well, that's what you're doing when you're looking to see what the weather's like. Yeah, <laughs> well, like I can't it. immediately see that, Andy. Brian yeah, I'm not no, sure. No, Brian Gaze. I'm not Brian... Brian yeah, G-A-Z-E. Yeah, it was Brian Sunshine or Brian... <laughs> Brian <Lo> Forecast. <laughs> well, yeah, Brian Seaweed. We had a goalkeeper named uh, Forecast <laughs> at the lane a while Did you? That was his surname, yeah. Forecast? Forecast was his surname, yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't remember what his first name was now. Somebody shouted it at their radio, Ford? I'm sure. Uh, uh, no, no, Ford forecast. Forecast. <laughs> Let me put it in. Forecast goalkeeper. He'll come up. But he's, he's John Kelly's favourite keeper. Working. Yeah, well, he should have played for Burnley. Uh, Tommy Forecast. Yeah, started his career <laughs> really? at Spurs. There we are. There we are. How do you, how do you feel his that? career will go? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the, the time, well, you know, there was the there was the. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> looking at a photo of Silvio Berlusconi, mm. former owner of Milan and Italian prime minister. Yeah. Not the plumber, obviously. Quite an eventful yeah. life. And it has been a very... Do you ever go to one of his parties, I, Andy? I have Never actually. invited. We do have something in common, though, me and Silvio. I bet you do. Because in this photo, he was using a compact. He's the only other man I know who uses foundation. <laughs> you're very brave to say that. Andy's one no, of the I few like people that. I know that often he'll carry around... He, you think you get a bit of a shot. You're not a sweaty man, generally. Well, I can be. I've it's never noticed you shiny. It's not so much perspiration. It's just I've got shiny skin. I mean, some people have dry skin. You haven't got... Some people have oily skin. Got, have you ever noticed... I'm looking at the producer. We spend a fair... my oily I've not skin. the shiny skin. Oh, I think so. With, with my sort of virtually bald pate, I can be quite... <laughs> you can see me for miles. They should be rubbing your head on the rugby balls. <laughs> In Japan to get used to the slippery conditions. Yes. So you know, you know, I, I don't use it all the time. Only, for example, say, you know, but the ball turns. No, if a camera crew turns up, <laughs> I like to be ready. It's got a man who's always ready in case he's suddenly going to be filmed. You never know. There might be a vox pops in the street. Who lives their life like that? It <laughs> sounds like Lloyd Grossman. Yeah. Who lives their life? Anyway, we move on. Nobody. Yeah. It I is, didn't get to page oh, two, which okay, was good. Okay, well, that's, you've got that for another day, then, when the phones go down or whatever. So, um, I've got one on page three the producer's dying to know about. Okay, really? Do you want to tell us what it is? Just tease it. Oh, yes. Can't actually, find the page now. What is it? What does it say? Was it the pensioner is a world champion at throwing himself out of a plane? <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Kipling. Oh, yeah, Mr. Oh, what about no, Mr. Mr. Kipling? Kipling. He makes cakes, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Morbidly obese woman ate four packets of Mr. Kipling cakes every day. 
Okay. Well, it's not surprising, really. <laughs> I'll do it to you, really. That's a, I mean, they're good in, in themselves. Yeah. Like one. <laughs> the producer had just said, yeah, not as good as I thought. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. Oh, yeah, thanks. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. What a corking story from Matt about Cluffy. That's yeah. a sensation, isn't Very it? Very good. Uh, you couldn't, I mean, I, I don't think a football manager would do that these days, but <laughs> no. he was a complete one-off. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're back tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Shree from Sky pops in. We'll have Motti here, clips of the week and lots more. Thanks for downloading. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.